Welcome to the GNC podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Gwynn, and here beside me is... I'm Joe Cooper. That would be the C of GNC. <laughs> all right, Joe, I have one question before we get started on all this, okay? Sounds good. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck a woodchuck chuck, chuck wood? <laughs> More than me, that's for sure. <laughs> More than me, that's for sure. Yeah. Hello. Go ahead. See about talking over each other this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, one guy's gonna just kind of outdo the other one. Mm-hmm. One of those hand over hand right. things. <laughs> well, um, what what do you want now to this podcast, Joe? I think it's just a good idea for us to get our our feelings out there on being. I mean, we're both young guys, mm-hmm. and we both have um, relatively large families. I have four kids. You have two daughters, and I think us being young fathers, young Christian men, it's good for us to get our ideas out there for younger guys who might be struggling. I mean, we've, you know, we've had many messages text-wise that we just want everybody to get, uh, that they're not alone. Dads aren't alone. Exactly. The world kind of puts their thumb on us and Mm -hmm. makes us out to be the bad guy, but we're not alone. No, no, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. I mean, Life happens. Uh, we get stuck with dealing with a lot of stuff, and it's kind of behind the scenes. And then yeah. feel like we don't, you know, aren't doing enough. Don't feel like we've uh, put in the time for it, you know. Yeah. Um, and especially, I, I feel like we can feed each off, feed off each other really well. Um, you got the four kids. I got the two girls. Um, you're right now, you know. Being Mr. Dad, <laughs> staying at home and everything. Mr. And Mom Dad. Mr. Mom Dad. And then, you know, me, I I don't even know the last time I slept. You know, <laughs> six straight hours. <laughs> and uh, just bouncing around going back and forth. And so uh, I think to start this, uh, let's just get a little background on each of us. Sure. And go from there. Um, well, you want to age before beauty? Oh, what? <laughs> so young age before me? <laughs> uh, um, well, let's see. I'm father of four, three daughters, and a son. I've been married for going on 11 years. And, no, I guess 12 years. I Make know. sure you get that right out there. <laughs> Tempest is not allowed to listen to this. <laughs> well, uh, met my wife in college in 2003 and we dated for a couple of years uh, got married in 06 and you know didn't, didn't wait any time at all because Kai was born in 07 yeah so, there you go i mean it was like you said life happens uh-huh, yeah and you know you're trying to make it trying to make it and at that time i wasn't a christian yeah well, i mean I claimed to be a Christian, but I did not have the, I, didn't, I wasn't going to church. I didn't have the, the you know, I had a family that was Christian, mm-hmm. but no, but no support. Yeah. And, and Tempest was a Christian as well, claimed to be. Yeah. Again, you know, we weren't looking for a church. We weren't looking to get into a church. It was, you know, we were 22 years old, just trying to, you know, have, just started a family and yep. make ends meet and unfortunately God was the last thing I you know I was working on. But you know, God has a real funny way of saying you can come back to oh, yeah. one way or another, buddy. And that was the one thing 
you know, getting to be, a, you know, back on the Christian path, I uh, always, always had a real strong relationship with my grandpa mm-hmm. and on my mom's side and lived with them when I was a kid. So they were the, you know, they were my, they were my family, yeah. you know, mom, dad. And uh, when my grandpa died, it was like my whole world came crashing down. And, you know, looking back at it, maybe I didn't have the relationship that I thought I did. And I thought he was my, he was who I wanted to be when I mm-hmm. grew up and everything. But it was, it's different now not having him around. Yeah. But, you know, we came in to the funeral and everything and the pastor pulled me aside, you know, the pastor that we go to church at. And he pulled me aside and he was like, hey, I've been in your shoes. I know this is rough. I know where we're going, where you've been and everything. You know, I'm not, he didn't push church on me. Yeah. He didn't try and say, hey, let's go, you know, talk and get you right with God right now. And he wasn't pushing anything. And he just gave me his card and walked away. I was like, all right. That works. Put it in my back pocket and didn't hear anything about, about it. About a year later, we found our way back up to Missouri. And we were finally like, you know what? We got to get to church. Mostly because my grandma was like, we don't want church. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go give this guy a try because mm-hmm. he was real. Yeah. And we got started going to church here and have been, I mean, the first few years were kind of rocky. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was home. You walked in his home. And it was great because not only did I have a little bit of real family here, but it just felt like everybody wanted to be, wanted to help you out and, and everything. So, you know, been here ever since and got saved. What I feel was actually saved. And about, I think it was 2015, 14, September. Anyway, it was at a big God event anyway. Mm-hmm. But it really put it in perspective because, I mean, as Christians, we always kind of feel like, well, at least in my view, Christians feel like everything has to be done in a plan. It has to be done by the book. If it's not done by the book, then it doesn't count. Yeah. And I guess when I was a kid, I thought, well, to be saved, you had to go to the preacher and you had to be like, hey, you know, pray with me. You know, come pray for me. Say this prayer with me and I can be saved. And that was always in the back of my head, you know, always. Because when I was, I think I was eight or nine, when I attempted that, mm-hmm. you know, but again, it was a preacher saying, you know, kind of playing off your emotions. Yeah. You know, we all have those emotional experiences. Yes. And when I was nine, he was like, anybody here not being saved? And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want to go to hell. And my grandpa was with me and, you know, we went down and we just said the prayer. So, and then after that, it was always the devil was there saying, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You got to say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. These feelings you have are nothing. This, can, this isn't conviction. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. But finally, got put into perspective at a big guy event and was like, you know what, Joe? You might want to get this yeah. right mm-hmm. because you do have a family. And I mean, really seeing that you you don't have to have somebody there. You can't, it's, it's a relationship between you and Jesus and God. That is, that's it. You don't need anybody else there. There's no mediary there to kind of say, all right, you know, you're good. Good job. You know, so, you know, got back on that and 
Still growing. <laughs> That's amazing. thing. Still growing. Yep. What about you? Well, um, I grew up in church. Um, went grandma and grandpa uh, were longest tenure members, you know, there. And uh, I got saved about ten. Um, it was a real deal. I was I was into it That's and everything good. like that. But once we started coming here, I realized how much I didn't grow after I got saved. You know, um, and with having the girls, Remy's gotten into watching the uh, Bible shows, you oh, know, yeah. things like that. Well, I can tell you everything there is to tell you about the Old Testament. But the New Testament's like, well, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. You know, so, I mean, I learned all the basic Sunday school history. lessons, history yeah. lessons. But I never really learned to go out and, you know, be a disciple like we're supposed to be. Right, right. And the last, what? Um, three or four years that we've been here I've really grown into that aspect of it mm-hmm. but uh, back up a little bit further um, so I went church steady until about 16 and then like any other teenager you know I got busy and quit going to church and everything like that um, graduated school um, was kind of kind of going the wrong way um, nothing too awful crazy but I was going the wrong way um, I was pretty pretty mad that uh, I wasn't going to go play football I uh, had blew out my shoulder my senior year. Um, still hit most of the goals I wanted to hit, um, even with the blow out shoulder. Um, but I only had about five schools or so offer me to come work out for them. And they all wanted me to come work out. I couldn't. I had, I had just, you know, blew out my shoulder. I right. had surgery and I couldn't do it. And so I decided I was going to stick around with dad because I didn't know anything other than. You had to go and, you know, do certain degrees. Well, if I was going to go to college, it was going to be general studies, and I felt like that was going to be a waste of my time. Right. You know, go get a piece of paper that said, yeah, I went to college, <laughs> but right. it wouldn't get me anywhere, and I had nothing. And, you know, we was farming and everything like that. I enjoyed it. Basically, you know, we could be, you could be self-employed without being self-employed, right. you know. And uh, so I decided I was going to stick around and do that. And... I was running around with buddies and, you know, that kind of thing. Time was just going by. I wasn't even giving God a second thought, really. Every now and then, you know, pray here and there, younger kind of thing, but nothing serious and nothing like what I should have been doing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I met Casey through a bunch of friends, and uh, we uh, talked off and on for about a year, nothing serious or anything like that, but every once in a while, we'd exchange a few texts. And then... uh, we uh, actually decided we was going to date, and we got married in like four months of dating. <laughs> and uh, I've been married five years now. Um, we got uh, two girls, and uh, once we had our first one, that's when uh, she looked at me and said, we need to find a church. And it's like, all right, we do. And uh, we bounced around about where we was going to go. We did a lot of talking without actually doing, you know, the same thing. Mm-hmm. But she was feeling convicted, and I still kind of wasn't mm-hmm. and everything. But it's like, I, I've been in church. I, I know it all, you know. I'm <laughs> a 23-year-old guy. He knows it all. And uh, then uh, we we finally decided that we was going to come here. And uh, like you said, you know, felt welcome arms and this and that and everything. And we've been coming ever since. And now that we have had Sadie, it's really, you know, sunk into me mm-hmm. on how I need to 
leading my household. Yeah. You know, um, I got these three beautiful girls that I'm in charge of now, you know, and it's really put, putting the pressure on me. I feel that I need to step up, you know, provide, show them the right way, take them to church, even when I don't feel like it, you know, and quit making excuses. Because, you know, being a chicken farmer, well, I have chicken seven days a week. Well, I now wake up earlier on Sundays, you know, so I can help her get around and so we can come to church. Yeah. Next goal is to get around early enough we can come to Sunday school before. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see how that one goes. Um, but just the different struggles between having a three-year-old and a 14-month-old right now. You've already went through most of that. <laughs> Couple times. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here wanting to pull my hair out. And I think to myself, why did I do all that praying for patience? <laughs> because it is trying so hard right now. That, oh, you it's, weren't listening whenever I told you about yes. that. You got to listen. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Once again, I thought I knew everything. And, you know, just going back and forth with them here the last few days. Sadie has been independent. Mm-hmm. You, you can't even walk straight, you know, and you're mm-hmm. going to you're gonna do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. And Remy, she's just, she's learning to be bullheaded and stubborn, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. She wants it her way or she doesn't want it and she wants to throw a fit about it. Except her mother, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was told I was pretty bold <laughs> myself, so... Um, we can't ever take the blame. Don't ever. Okay. Don't ever. Don't, don't, <laughs> deny, deny, deny. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I mean, just manning up really is how I feel about it. That I, I need to step up to the plate because, you know, this is what God has done for me. And now it's time to, you know, go through with what I need to do. Absolutely. And, um, you know, now with running the gym and everything. I spend a lot of time constantly doing something, and I feel like I'm not spending as much time being present. Really? You know, I'm there, but I'm there. I did somewhere else, you know, and yeah. I got these two little girls that are dying for my attention. Or I'm tired, mm-hmm. you know, and this and that. And that's been my real struggle here lately patience and being present. Being present. And I mean, it's work. It is work. I'm struggling. <laughs> I mean, even as stay-at-home dad I mean it's the same thing because in my regard like you said you wanted to you really take note of you have to provide you Mm -hmm. might be the provider you know we're not the head of the household just because we're the main you know God made it that in that order Mm -hmm. you are the head of the household you provide for your family Mm -hmm. and I know that the world has changed but the word hasn't yeah exactly and we need to at least it's difficult for me to sit back and let tempest be the main provider mm-hmm. yeah it's saving us a lot of money as far as daycares and yeah. whatnot you know it's almost like if i had a job then it would all the money would go to daycare uh-huh. but and that's kind of hard to swallow you know i'm kind of like you i would like to be able to do something at home mm-hmm. where you know during the school year, I've got three kids in school already. Maddox goes for half a day mm-hmm. for preschool. But in that regard, I could be there and home mm-hmm. and bring home, you know, stability. Right. Provide mm-hmm. the food, provide the shelter, provide their mm-hmm. lifestyle. 
and I'm not, you know, I don't want to give my kids everything. Exactly. I think whenever I was younger, I was like, yeah, everything I didn't have as a kid, okay, my kids are going to have. Mm-hmm. I thought that, but that's not realistic. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, you know, I always felt like I was getting cheated on some things because, and I feel like I cheated a lot of other kids because I got raised by my grandparents, mm-hmm. so I got spoiled. I got all the spoiled. I got, I got everything I wanted as a grandkid, mm-hmm. but I was supposed to be. I never went home. Yeah. <laughs> I never had to go home. So they gave me, you know, me all the sugar and sweets and candy, you know, not, you know, uh, metaphorically, but, yeah. you know, but okay, time to go to bed, you know, staying here. So mm-hmm. I got spoiled in that regard of thinking that I could have whatever I wanted. And my grandma <laughs> loved her to death that she was, made sure that I didn't want very much. Yeah. You know? uh, it even came down to there were points when I wanted to be a little more independent before I went into college and I knew, okay, I have to get started. Mm-hmm. My life has to get started. You know, I wasn't an athlete. I played basketball, but I wasn't an athlete. Yeah. Uh, I guess I had a little bit of brains, but I didn't, I mean, I still don't know what I'm going to be when I want to grow up. So right. <laughs> 30, almost 34 years old and don't know what you're going to be when you grow up. You still got time. I got plenty of time. time. <laughs> but, you know, when I was 16, 17, uh, I wanted to get a job, you know, a part-time job so that I could go to school and go to work and have money for, you know, I wanted to, I didn't necessarily want a sports car or anything, but I wanted my truck to be, you know, to always have tires or to always have fuel or, you know, things that I wanted, I wanted to be able to buy. Yeah. So I went and I mean, there's 700 people in this town, right. <laughs> and the closest town is 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. So, and pretty much, if you don't want to work fast food, you try to work at Walmart. Yeah. Well, couldn't work at Cassville because that's where Grandma was the HR, so I couldn't work there. So I tried in Monette and interviewed really well, and went really well, and didn't get the job. I all kind of, I wasn't upset or anything, I was just kind of was puzzling to me because yeah. I felt like I did everything right. Mm-hmm. But then later on in life, I figured out that grandma made a few calls and said, he doesn't need a job. He needs to focus on school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I focused on school. They're great. We got scholarships, but I wasn't prepared yeah. for life mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. The, only, the only jobs I had were a little few farming jobs, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. But I mean, what can a farmer? I'm, as a kid, yes, exactly. What are you gonna make? Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna gain some, you know, responsibility and you know, some hard work ethic. But I mean, what are you gonna gain? Exactly. So you get into college, and like well, I think my real first job was at Toys R Us. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and it was. For a seasonal job, worked there for Christmas. Found out through a phone call that they didn't. You know, sometimes they hire seasonal guys mm-hmm. to come back, and they're like, "Sorry, we got enough staff." So then it was, well, "What do I do from here?" I don't. I'm <laughs> very socially awkward, so going out and meeting new people or interviewing is difficult, or yeah. even applying for a job, going and asking for an application. That stuff is difficult for an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody who's shy or, you know, that stuff is just 
sometimes painful. Oh yeah. And so Tempest helped me out a lot. She would go and get me applications and stuff and uh, just kind of go from there. Well, I ended up working at the Japanese Steakhouse in Joplin and I went from, yes, still very socially awkward, <laughs> but I went from being a bus boy to seeing all these guys cooking in front of all these people and I wanted to cook. Yeah. I like to cook. It's fun. And I was like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can't do the tricks because I'm, you know, well, <laughs> so I begged and begged and begged and begged. I was like, you guys are going through cooks all the time. Just train me. I'm not going anywhere. I can't. I have schools right here. I'm the best guy for this position. Right. Okay, okay. So trained to do that and became a chef. Loved it. And I mean, of all the jobs that I have that I miss, it's that one. That one, yeah. The hours were terrible. <laughs> but you enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it really kind of opened me up a little bit more. I'm still still pretty socially hard to get, you know, to get to know. You, know, you and I may have had two or three conversations before we actually started to converse, converse. Right. Right. But, you know, in that regard, being a chef and being in front of a bunch of strangers, I had all the opportunities in the world to even, you know, if I had been, had been living a Christian life at that point, I could have shared with hundreds of people, hundreds, mm -hmm. and I missed out. Yeah. I mean, I have a tattoo on, in, on my lower, in my lower uh, neck, and it's Omega. Mm -hmm. And I have a cross on, on my right shoulder, and I have um, Faithful on my other right, on my right shoulder. And those are all things that spiritually mean something to me. Yeah. And whenever I was showing, I think I was cooking for a table, and there was a girl who had like a tiny wrist tattoo or something. And it was, you know, it was pretty nice. And I told them about my Omega tattoo, and their mom was like, well, you must be really, like, religious. And I was kind of, took me a second, like, well, not, because at, yeah. at that point, no, not really, but, yeah, mm -hmm. sure, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we could chase this rabbit, but <laughs> uh, it was interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, now, like I said, I'm still very socially weird <laughs> so it's <laughs> even whenever we first started talking about this podcast oh yeah you said well it's hard to talk to yourself and i'm like yes and i talk to myself all the time. <laughs> well, yeah it is but there's nothing to bounce off of it you really sound like a crazy person because you're answering yourself right? again since high school people <laughs> yeah. looked at me a little weird so <laughs> but i mean I don't know. It's just, I think this has been, I think this is a great idea. I hope, I, I, you know, through our text messages, it felt like this is something that was supposed to happen. Right. I was kind of talking to my sister Mindy the other night about it. And I said, you know, I needed Justin probably 20 years ago yeah. because you're motivated mm -hmm. and you, you just have the drive to go. And me, I have a good kickstart, but then I kind of fizzle out. Yeah. That's part of being just get all the drawings out, but never actually put it in action. And I told her, I said, you know, it just happened in passing. We, you know, we should start a podcast together. And I kind of laughed about it, but Justin's like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, again, 
I think everybody that, because I come up with harebrained ideas all the time. So most of the time, <laughs> most of the time I still come up with a harebrained idea, people just laugh at me and walk away. But this seems to be something, like I said, it just feels like you and I are on the same page. Yeah. Uh, every time we text each other something, it's like, I was thinking the same thing. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I think that together we'll be able to put something out there. I mean, I think that we'll be able to converse. Right. You and I are going to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you're talking about uh, coming to Sunday school and stuff like that. We always talk about having an accountability partner. Exactly. I mean, what better way? Yeah. Because now we have to. Uh, now it's in motion. Exactly. There's the bubble's rolling. Uh, there's no stopping it. Right. So. <laughs> so getting to the show, what was your main desire between before ever even I mean, what really brought you to become wanting to do a podcast? Um, well, uh, let's see. I probably started listening to my first round of podcasts 2013 or so. I didn't even know what a podcast was. <laughs> um, but uh, I had gotten to the powerlifting thing, you know, and uh, so I was searching YouTube and all that stuff. Well, I started seeing that uh, these guys have these short clips and everything like that. And they're talking about a podcast. Well, I didn't know what a podcast was. Well, I found it on this website, you know, his gym website, and I started to listen to him. Well, those, you know, I had to physically listen in the house on the internet, you know, and it might be an hour, hour and a half long. Well, that's a lot of time to just be staring at my phone <laughs> watching a um, whatever it is. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. <laughs> and uh, I mentioned something to a buddy about it when he was over in the garage lifting. He said, oh, those are good podcasts. You can download them on your phone and listen to them wherever. I was like, really? That sounds awesome. You know, I'm in the chicken houses six hours a day. Yeah. I don't have service in there, but I'm in the chicken houses. It's like, oh, yeah, you can just download them on your phone. You can take them with you and you can listen whenever. So I started doing that. Well, I probably listened to two years' worth of his podcast, you know, within the next two or three months. Right. Well, it just grew. You know, other people started putting out podcasts and this and that. And I started listening to it. And uh, at one point, I was probably subscribed to, you know, 25 different podcasts from football to lifting to trying to find something uh, Christian-like, which there really isn't anything out there that fits me too awful well. I've listened to a few, but either they're way over my head or they're just not how I think they should be. Right. Um, And uh, so it kind of bounced around that'd be cool to talk to somebody I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it and I didn't know what I would want to do when I well fast forward to uh, me opening the gym and uh, it's like I'll get one I'll start one in the gym you know I'll just talk to different people and things like that well I don't have enough time at the gym to do that you know but I already bought the stuff I needed and everything like that because I figured I'll have it if I find now what I'm going to do I'll start yeah. you know it's there it's not slowing me down and well it just kind of fizzled out well then I discovered that on the podcast you can listen to them faster so I now listen to I think 33 podcasts on times two speed <laughs> you know it sounds like a little chipmunks if you're not used to it but I get used to it and I listen to it just fine yeah. you know Casey will get in trouble with me or something. How are you even listening to that? It's like, don't worry about it. You'll get used to it. Exactly. She doesn't. Um, so I have to listen to them by myself so people don't think I'm crazy. Um, but uh, 
we was talking the other day, you know, when I ran the sound and everything, and he talked to me about Audacity. It's like, well, I have Audacity on the computer. I played around with a little yeah. bit on the podcast. And he said, well, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And I was like, me too. <laughs> you know, you're the only other person. I've had one or two buddies, you know, that said, yeah, I do a podcast to you. But no one was serious about it. Like you said, they say yes in passing, but right. that's the last thing you hear from it. You know, I take I got a microphone. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing after that. I tell you, like, well, I know Audacity a little bit. I got a microphone. When do you want to start? Uh, <laughs> when do you want to start? You know? And so as soon as you know, time slowed down, we was able to. And I get just got to thinking about that. It's like, well, maybe this is more of a God thing than I thought. Exactly. You know, He planted the seed back in 2013. You know, and His timing isn't always convenient, but it's always perfect. Yep. You know. And so it's just been weighing on me and turning and turning and turning. We come to you, you know, find you, you kind of are the same deal. It's like, well, I've been wanting an accountability partner. I've been wanting to grow and this and that, you know. I hate that most of the time I can't make it to the uh, breakfast on the Saturday, you know. Just, I don't know. I can make it work. My problem is I don't schedule real well. (laughs) And I realize it's there. And I need time to schedule it to make it work. Right, right, right. And uh, so I mentioned something to you about it, and uh, you said, yeah, what do you want to talk about? Well, let's talk about growing in Christ, yeah. you know? I mean, we're both dads, we're both uh, young, um, we're both trying to grow. We both have two almost totally different backgrounds, but they're still the same enough, you know, yeah. where they can mesh. And I mean, between the two of us, I'm sure we could talk about anything under the sun. I'm guaranteed. You, know, um, you have your background and what you have, and I have mine and mine, and then we still have our places where we meet in the middle. Absolutely. You know, and of course, you know, I think of you as one of my good friends that I met here at the church, and it's a way to spend more time with you too. Yeah, you know, and that's fellowship. And honestly, um, I've been lacking that since we started coming to church. Yeah. Um, to put it nicely, my friends are real worldly. <laughs> to put it nicely, you know. And I've always been the one who hung back uh, on them, and it took them a long time just to quit asking me if I wanted to drink. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, I don't want to. Now, only a handful of them will give me a hard time every now and then. It's just, it's not something that interests me, not something that I want to do, mm-hmm. especially when I got serious with lifting. It's like, no, it's not worth it. Nope, you know, exactly. it's not worth it at all. Uh, so I'm not going to do it. And now I, I still get invited to some stuff. I still deal with some stuff, but I mean, for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm a second thought now, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you, you still miss that community. Oh, you know? I'm building some more at the gym. You know, I got some good friends at the gym, but it's still not the same, right. you know, and, uh, of course, they're either young or old or live somewhere else or don't have kids, you know, and yeah. that's the main thing right now. We all have kids where we can't do anything. Don't have a babysitter, and well, you can't go with the ones you know that don't have kids. Right. If you do go, well, then you're dealing with the kids. <laughs> and I don't want to be the person in the public sitting, you know, with the screaming kids because of how they look at us <laughs> on society now, you know, where yeah. discipline is bad. Yeah. You know, give yeah. in to the kid, discipline is bad. Yeah. Um, we recently started next Netflix. Yeah. And we was watching the show, and it was for Remy. And the little the show started showing them uh, the kid throwing 
entire uh, shopping cart out on the floor. And the mom was whispering to him, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. It's like, no, we're not watching this. We might watch another episode, but we're not watching this. This yeah. is not how you act in public. No. You know, and there's nothing okay with that. If you, you know, no, not at all. You're not going to get whispered to and still get everything you want and go to the store because that's what you wanted to do. And it's just crazy how that's acceptable now. Yeah. And that's another part of feeling like um, we're not you know, where we should be. Right. And I don't, I want other people who feel the same way to know they're not alone. Exactly. You know, and so if you want to be the head of your household and discipline your kids and try to grow them to be, you know, responsible citizens in today's world, maybe, <laughs> maybe this is what you need to listen to or just know that you're not alone. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, you're absolutely right. Getting to that point of the world is telling us we're wrong. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Look at what you've created. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's mind-boggling to me that these guys want to tell us that we're wrong when everything was so. I'm not saying everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever. God was in everything that we did, but look how far we've strayed and where not only this nation, but the world as a whole, we're all gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's, we're putting too many things in front of God and saying, Mm -hmm. this is what you need. And that was a major problem. I think whenever I was going into college, I'm not saying college is a bad thing, but be grounded and have a strong foundation Mm -hmm. because I went to college to get the heck out of this town, to get the heck out of this place and to get the heck as far away from here as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, that was my plan (laughs) and my plan doesn't matter. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) You know, you can have those things and then not be a problem. It's when you start to make those things your bigger priority than God. And I I feel like if you're not, you don't have that foundation, you will crumble, you will fall. Mm -hmm. And you, what are are you going to be left with? I mean, yeah, I have a college degree, but it's in a field that I don't really care about per se. So not only is it doing nothing but collecting dust in a, corner of my wall, you know, mm-hmm. was on my wall, and now it's probably tucked away somewhere, <laughs> right. you know. You do what God is calling you to do, mm-hmm. and getting to this, you said he planted the seed for you in 2013. I'm not real sure about, like, a time frame, but I know that I always wanted to do something uh, to really be, I want to say that, I don't want it to be about me because yeah, I don't want it to no. be like, I want to be heard. Well, that's not really what I want. But God did use you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, I mean, that's what I pray continuously <laughs> most nights is, yeah. where do you want me? Yeah. Where do you want me? I mean, maybe I'm not listening to you, but that's what I continuously say. Just yeah. point me where you want me to go. And I posted it on Facebook maybe a year, year and a half ago. And so that I wanted to start a podcast. That the, See, we've been on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it kind of just 
you know, gleaned that let's do a podcast. That would be kind of neat. Don't know what. Yeah. But I put it on Facebook and I had a lot of people from church just saying, just talk about the Bible. Just yeah. talk about the Bible. Um, that's great. Yeah. I I know very little. Yeah. I know highlights. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I hate to backtrack and get back on my grandpa, but whenever he passed away, they wanted to put a, a verse on his headstone. My mom and aunt and uncle were all like, well, John 3.16. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great, mm-hmm. great okay. verse. First one I memorized. Exactly. First one probably the majority yes. of yeah. Christians memorized. And I looked at all three of them and I was just like, is that, does that really go with what our, you know, your dad, my grandpa was trying to accomplish? And I'm not trying to make it about him either. Mm-hmm. But, and again, great verse. But I don't feel like they knew enough about him to be able to say, well, that's not a verse that he lived by, or that's not, I mean, because the, the church has a motto, you know, uh, Philippians 4.13, mm-hmm. we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes. And I feel like if you want to put something like that on a gravestone, that that should be something that was your motto, or that was something that helped you through life, or something that you could call back to, you know, have a throwback to God that says, you know, when it all, at the end of the day, God's got my back because of such and such verse. Like my, one of my favorite verses is Romans 12, and that's, you know, 12 2, I believe, and it's don't become of this world, but have your mind changed through, right. through mm-hmm. the word. Mm-hmm. I mean, in today's day and age, that fits, like, I don't know, that fits the whole Christian lifestyle, in my opinion, or it should, anyway. I'm drawing a blank right now, but on what the actual numbers are, but my favorite verse, and it has been just probably in the last five years, is Proverbs, uh, the iron sharpens iron, oh, yeah. man. Absolutely. I was trying to look that up right now, and I'm going blank on what it is. Um, but, uh, I feel like that is very relatable in every aspect. Yes. You know, um, just like right here. Yeah. You know, hopefully we can sharpen each other enough that we can sharpen other people. You know, um, it hits me every day at the gym, you know, because I'm finally surrounded by people who are stronger than me, you yeah. know, and can push me in right. the direction I want to go. Because the first seven years of me lifting in my garage, yeah, I got so strong that, you know, I'm decent for around here. But I needed something to push me that extra level, you know, and go to the next place as well. What does that? Iron sharpens iron, yep. you know. And then, like I talked to you about earlier, fellowship, you yep. know, and holding each other accountable. Well, um, you can take the same thing in the workplace too, mm-hmm. you know. And so that one's really screamed out to me last little bit. Um, it's actually on my uh, business checks too. Oh, nice. Iron sharpens iron. Um, I feel it's fitting for the gym. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. you know, to demonstrate that, you know, I am a Christian. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to be on the. It's a testimony to you yes. as well. I mean, you you have that mentality already. Mm-hmm. You're going to live that lifestyle. Yep. Your kids are going to see it, your family's going to see that. Your family and your close friends see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, even people eventually, people yeah. that even just walk into your gym for the first time are going to be like, "Oh, this guy, he gets it." Yeah, that's what I hope for. <laughs> um, but you know, I 
that's why I was so comfortable with just getting started with this because I tell people that every day at the gym, you got to start somewhere. It doesn't matter where you're at. You got to start somewhere. And I mean, you both feel like we're being led this direction. We got the stuff. Let's start it. Let's see where it goes. Um, let's use, let God use us yeah. to spread his word the best way possible. Um, and I feel that if we are on the right path, then that will be, yeah. it'll, it'll just open our eyes and we'll be able to see it. And we won't ever come in and not have something to talk Absolutely. about. You know, we kind of talked how we wanted to start this thing and we wasn't sure how long it would last and this and that. And it looks like we're already at 40 minutes nice. and you know, it doesn't yeah. seem like five minutes has really no. went by. No. And plus I'm getting to know you a little bit better. Yeah. You know, I, I know you to a point right. and Oh, you mean you know, my dad as a coach? So. Well, yeah, I did that <laughs> uh, for a little bit. Uh, but uh, I believe I heard you and Bill over talking one day about being on a, a podcast or a radio. And radio, that kind of yeah. stuck in my head that, yeah, Joe does have a voice for radio. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of, kind of thing. And I thought, definitely a fan. I, I never, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never, uh, Gave that a second thought until we talked yeah. three or four weeks ago, whatever it was. It might be longer time ago, but, yeah. you know, it's like, well. Yeah, those are it. the ones who commented on Facebook. It's like yeah. Rita was Rita Hickman, you know, Bill's wife. She was number one. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Bible. Yeah. And it was like, okay. Yeah. You know, and do announcements here at church sometimes and people will come up to you and be like, you should really be. Yeah, radio show. Well, I don't know about a radio show, but let me find something that fits me or fits what God has in store for us. And I mean, you know, we talked about getting a name for the show. You know, we talked about the GNC show and we were talking about well, it's a supplement store. Then I really got to think about it. Well, we could be a supplement to other Christian right. men out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you probably, I mean, sure that yeah. idea popped into your head. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was like, huh. You know, just yep. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And again, if we are doing this for the right reasons, if we are on the right path, I mean, I don't feel like he's going to slow us down. No, he's going to be like these guys are reaching some people that needed to be reached in an area that they needed help with. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, he's going to bust down the doors for us. Yeah, we just got to keep it up. Exactly. I mean, and having an accountability partner. That's something I've wanted for a long time. I have other friends in the church that I feel, you know, could be, mm-hmm. but I feel like sometimes their lives are a lot, lot further off than mine. Yeah. And I think approaching older Christians, they're more of a mentor, maybe mm-hmm. not an accountability partner, yeah. but like a mentor, like mm-hmm. the Bills or like the Larrys or, you know, the Deacon, you know, people mm-hmm. that have been here forever. Right. Those are more mentors, and those are the guys that, yeah, we need to look up to them, and we need to respect them, and we need to listen to them, because they have, hopefully, an unimaginable amount of of, um, uh, lessons or wisdom, wisdom, and, you know, hopefully we get that too, but having an accountability partner, somebody, because it's so easy for me, especially, being home all the time, I don't have to. Who do I have to answer to? Right. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now 
having this project, mm-hmm. having this to do, and I know that you know we're going to be texting back and forth throughout right. the week. Mm-hmm. Hey, what'd you get out of this? Or mm-hmm. do you want to wait and talk about this? And I'm going to have to be like, all right, Joe, you're holding your stinking Bible so that exactly. you, can, you know Justin doesn't run away with the show and you're just always on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> research. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be going to be a learning experience for us, but it'll be a good one. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know. Uh, how we were talking about uh, holding each other accountable, we can also show people as we grow. Yeah. You know, and with this being our podcast, we can say, we can talk about right. whatever we want. There's nothing going to yeah. stop us from doing that. Um, Nobody's saying you know, we talk about that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Because right now the sponsorships are me and you. Yeah. So it's our time. It's our own our money. Our guys. And so um, podcasts are the way to go yeah. right now. You know that's where everything's headed. Um, radio shows are all nice, but you got to pay time to get on the yeah. radio. You yeah. know. And then if you're not getting enough tune-ins, well then you're out you're the door. Yeah. And so. Nowadays, anyone can have one. We have the technology right here, so let's just go with it and yeah. let's do it. See where it goes from there. Isn't that what Remy says? Let's just do it. Yeah, do it then. Do, <laughs> do it, it then. Do nice. It. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, I mean, probably the best place to leave off. Is right. Let's do it. <laughs> let's wrap it up, and then we'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good to me. It's been fun. Yes, it has. Try to stop. There you go.